0: And now, come with us on a journey into the recent future, it's time for Project Moonbase!
1: DJ Bongo Boy.
0: And I'm MC Zirconian.
1: Welcome to this Project Moonbase podcast. This week's episode, The Concealed Playroom. In which we bring you some selections from the Moonwiring Club, a new DeWolf Music Library compilation, Stereolab, and some computer magic. And from the world of lost
0: news, we'll be discussing... These will explain why they've given up, how to sing like wing, and
1: turning base metals into gold.
0: Big <laughs> <Icky old. laughs>
1: yo At last, the secret is out. We're going to kick off the show with a track from a brand new compilation on the 100-year-old music library label, DeWolf. they yes, <laughs> have still been, fighting fit, though. They're still fighting fit, they're still uh, producing some great music, but this is a collection of some of their classic uh, TV and film theme tunes, including such things as Eye Level, the Van Der Volk theme tune. The Monty Python's Flying Circus theme tune, lots of other well-known tunes, but uh, we're going to play a tune which certainly brings back memories of watching uh, television in the 1940s. Uh, 40s. <laughs> this, is, this is Claude Vessori with his very familiar tune, Accroche, Trois, Caroline, better known as the theme to vision on.
0: was Claude Vasori with Caroline, also known as the Vision on Title theme, mm, yes. for those of you who enjoyed television in the past.
1: <laughs> the unspecified past.
0: You know what I feel like now?
1: I don't suppose you've got any Hungarian uh, space jams. <laughs> well, suppose you should mention that. Very spooky, actually, you should mention that. Yes, sure I actually had some lined up, weirdly enough. That is an amazing coincidence. <laughs> <laughs> this uh, this following. Uh, if you are tuning in last week, you'll know that uh, we dedicated a track of a with a Hungarian title to a Hungarian listener. Well, hopefully by now, actually, there's the whole this is the whole army of Hungarian the listeners. The whole
0: family will be listening in
1: if George has done his job in the last seven days. Um, but as part of last week's show, I was trying to find some some groovy Hungarian <laughs> Hungarians, <laughs> groovy Hungarian music, and um, I found this uh, rather groovy band called the Qualitons. Named after a Hungarian record label. Is that date. is that what Quality Street are called in Hungary? Could I please have a qualiton? <laughs> yes, maybe it is. Maybe it is. Um, this is a, a a band that's been together since 2007. A kind of, I guess, sort of acid jazz or sort of progressive uh, rock kind of territory. But uh, what I particularly like about this band is that uh, very organ-driven. And also, they have, obviously have a very uh, strong liking of the world of the uh, analogue noodling and uh, spacey sounds, which will be heard on uh, this track. This is uh, from their album called Panoramic Times, which came out earlier this year. And it's a track called simply Awa.
0: from the Qualitons, from their album Panoramic Times. Mm. And if you're a Hungarian or (laughs) from anywhere on the globe with access to email, drop us a line, show at projectmoonbase.com, or you can follow us. Mm -hmm. uh, Follow us on Twitter, twitter.com forward slash projectmoonbase.
1: Yes, do please follow and do send us messages through Twitter. We also have a Facebook group too. If you go to Facebook and (laughs) (laughs) simply search... For Project Moonbase, it's probably the easiest way. But we do have links on com as well. There's
0: plenty of delicious things uh, on there. You can find uh, find all the tracks that we play and uh, click on some sponsor links mm. and whatnot to yes. help us keep the
1: show on the road. Mm. Or off the road. Yeah,
0: I mean, I don't need anything, obviously. I live a, a life of frugal monasticism <laughs> in do. my hutch. But DJ Bongo Boy is just covered in gold oh, and I'm silver g- and jewels. I am quite high maintenance. Yeah, serious. he is.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: He's, he'll only drink vintage champagne.
1: <laughs> that's it, time. that's it, that's what I survive on. It's running a bit dry as well, running a bit low. Yeah. Um, now, at this particular time in the uh, Project Based podcast, it's time to dangle a rope down the well of lost news.
0: Facebook trademarks the word face. What? This is quite serious. <laughs> the United States Patent and Trademark Office is really losing their minds. The department has granted Facebook a trademark to the word face. <laughs> <laughs> Despite the fact that most of us have been using yes. that word for long, long before Zuckerberg was a, a glint in the eye of his mother or yes. anybody else for that yeah. matter. You know, Satan, perhaps. Satan, <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, the social network already owns the word book. <laughs> what? what? I didn't, didn't realise you could own words. Well, you can't, can you, really, in in truth. No. But apparently, uh, if you know somebody at the United States Paint Office, <laughs> yeah. you can get them to just give you words. Now what? We're not allowed to say face or book. No, we're not paying a royalty fee. I mean, fee. books have been around. I mean, Facebook isn't a book, is it? No, not really. Books have been around uh, long before Zuckerberg. <laughs> mm. Facebook received a notice of allowance from the USPTO, and that's the United States Patent Office, to trademark... Now, all it must do is pay a fee and file a statement of use to obtain its trademark. Luckily, the trademark does have some limits. Oh, that's nice. But not many. Mm. So, yeah, they've trademarked the word face, which, I mean, How? Surely somebody would say prior use, i.e. <laughs> everybody who speaks English, uh, should be able to carry on using that. You think no. so, yeah.
1: Anyway. Can we uh, can we apply it for the word moon? Can we own the word moon, do you think? Perhaps? Well, probably, yeah.
0: Why not? Give it a go.
1: <laughs> I could give it a try. Yeah. April 11th,
0: 1954. Is that your birthday?
1: No. <laughs> How dare you, sir.
0: No, we know it's a lot. Was it in 34? <laughs> yeah. no. Back in your hatch. It's the mo- Ooh. April the 11th, 1954, can you guess what that was?
1: The actual moon landings.
0: (laughs) (laughs) When when we went up there. (laughs) Yeah, that's right. Yeah. April the 11th, 1954 is the most boring day in the 20th century. (laughs) Bad luck if that was your birthday. Yes, apologies. Uh, Most of our listeners are so old that their birthdays (laughs) are well before that. Oh yeah, we're in
1: safe territory now. 1901, that sort of thing.
0: (laughs) Computer scientist William Tunstall-Pedot developer of the search engine True Knowledge has determined that April the 11th, 1954 was the most boring day of the 20th century. (laughs) Considering some of the things that happened in the 20th century, I would say that was a proud boast. Yes, that's right, yeah. Uh, So don't worry if that is your birthday. His conclusion is based on an estimate of notable births, deaths, and events every day something significant happens. A person is born who is destined for fame. Mm. There's an event in arts, sport, history or something. Well, he's got 300 million of these facts into the (laughs) brain of uh, true knowledge. And uh, then they asked it, you know, which was the least interesting day and that's the one that popped out. (laughs) So, apparently you can go and put some dubious facts into the (laughs) true knowledge search engine and uh, see what pops out. Mm. Yes. So, I'm not sure what to do with that. No, but I think we should start celebrating the April the
1: 11th yes, from now on. That's right. But he, he, I was thinking though, not he? He's rather undermined his own uh, story though in a sense, by because now everyone's going to be interested in that particular date, and therefore make it uh, suddenly the least boring day. Oh, you're right. Well,
0: perhaps <laughs> not the least boring, but certainly more interesting. It's like that guy that wrote the book of heroic failures, and he had some sort of club, didn't he, of failures, mm-hmm. and then. Then he had a successful book, and they threw (laughs) him out. Had to
1: resign, yeah. No, they threw it there. (laughs) They chucked him out. They chucked him
0: out, out, yeah. Uh. Oh, dear. Uh, I know what you're thinking. My megabytes just aren't DeLorean-y enough. (laughs) Yeah. Well, don't worry. Uh, If if you think your uh, your, uh, megabytes aren't back to the future-ish enough, don't worry. You can get a model DeLorean stainless steel hard drive car. Ooh. Yes, this is a 1, eight to 18 scale model of John DeLorean's DMC-12, a.k.a. the Back to the Future car, with its uh, flux capacitor. It comes with a 1950s moon discs. don't really know what that means. And a Mr. Fusion reactor. Oh, yeah. Or to put it another way, it's just a fancy case for a 500 gig <laughs> hard drive. So it just looks like a model Back to the it Future looks like, It's a
1: rather nice-looking model, though. It's very, very detailed. It's quite, it's quite nice, yes,
0: mm. yes. It's so just a way to jazz up. <laughs> Essentially, yeah. Data retrieval <laughs> one form <laughs> or another. Look out for that. And that's the news.
1: <laughs> Health away! <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Aziz Canim. Thank you. For that... Uh, first uh, exploration down the, the rope of lost news more later more later Did you the send show. down a sandwich <laughs> i will i will don't you worry what flavor would you like whatever you got <laughs> moon moon flavored moon flavor what a what a delightful change <laughs> can i have some moon mustard on that though? <laughs> you certainly can some nice gray mustard <laughs> made entirely out of moon dust Now, very much on the theme of the DeLorean, it's amazing how these things work out. You're almost thinking we've got to plan these shows. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) I uh, found out uh, this week that a friend of the show, uh, Justin Spooner, otherwise known as Eva Hipsy, has uh, teamed up with a New York musician by the name of Computer Magic, (laughs) a good name. Mm. I wonder if it's his real name. Um, (laughs) (laughs)
0: I'd like to call me son Computer. (laughs) What's his second name? Magic.
1: (laughs) He's uh, they've released a new EP which you can get on uh, on the uh, Eva Hipsy uh, Bandcamp website. We'll have a link on com For the princely sum of 3 British pounds, you can download the five tracks, one of which happens to be called DeLorean Theme and I think it's probably my favorite of the tracks on the EP. It's a rather rather very evocative of the world well, of the DeLorean, I think. This is a new regular feature, Coke, Christians and Cars. <laughs>
0: computer magic and eva Hipsy with the delorean theme and it it sounded very 1975 to
1: 1982 <laughs> it did it did it did it certainly took me uh to various different time zones mm. it was it 84 miles an hour i think that was the speed wasn't it i had to get to i don't know <laughs> <laughs> anyway uh, yes, and as I say, you can uh, you can download that uh, the EP. I did mention the name of the EP before. Well, it's, the EP is called "Present Themes for Past Places." Yeah, you see, nice, <laughs> very much in keeping with the show. And you can download that for a modest fee from uh, Bandcamp. If you go to ProjectMembest dot com, uh, we have uh, links to each of the tracks that we play on the show, either for free download or, in the case of tracks which are not free and are available on amazon or itunes you will see a little button that you may click and uh, to purchase the said track and we will get a a few a few half crowns (laughs) various other small denominations of money coming our way eventually.
0: That's right, if you feel like uh, purchasing something on Amazon you can always go through our affiliate links and we will uh, receive crumbs from yes. the table the giant conglomerate that is uh, Amazon
1: We'd recommend actually, it would really help us out if you could vol- click on one of the Amazon buttons and then actually go and buy an actual DeLorean on Amazon, yeah. it would really help us
0: any, out th- Any giant, any really expensive <laughs> purchase, I don't yeah. know, do they
1: have houses? <laughs> or Small islands perhaps <laughs> anything like that yeah. that would very helpful, thank you very much but even if you just buy a potato peeler on Amazon <laughs> yeah, um. every little bit counts now it's time for a new feature in the show which is that shadowy presence under the stairs mm. and uh, in that uh, particular category this week we're going to play you uh, the first of two tracks actually this evening on from this brand new album by the Moon Wiring Club, uh, we're we great fans of the Moon Wiring Club, if you've been listening to the show on blank fm <laughs> over the years you'll know that uh, we've been playing quite a lot of uh, tracks from the last couple of albums they just released a new one called a spare tabby at the cat's wedding <laughs> and it's quite a mesmerizing affair because there's a cd and an lp edition of the uh, release with many of the same tracks on both but with different actual recordings.
0: It's not just a different recording no. of the same track.
1: No, it's just different different music. They're awkward, aren't they? Uh, <laughs> so you have to kind of... Dear buy- sir! <laughs> and I gather from reading the uh, the liner notes that uh, there's a kind of puzzle, a game at stake here. So you have to actually own both the, uh, the CD edition and the album edition in order to solve the puzzle.
0: And they've also got a kind of huge granite (laughs) block that you have to purchase (laughs) have delivered to your house and installed
1: (laughs) and then worship in front of it like a weird creepy giant monolith (laughs) that's right Um, so uh, we're going to play play two tracks from the CD edition of of the album this evening Uh, both with quite similar titles and uh, this first track is called Concealed Playroom
2: Mm -hmm. (tries)
0: Under the stairs was the moon wiring club
1: with concealed playroom. (laughs) A suitably creepy piece of music. And we'll be having another track from Spare Tabby at the Cat's Wedding later on in the show. And now a new regular feature, reimagined Mexican space-age
0: bachelor pad classics.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yes, one of our many regular features we like to have on the show. We're going to play uh, an example, a a rare example of contemporary space-age bachelor pad music. Although it is actually a a new arrangement of some old Space (laughs) Age bachelor pad music. These are the people
0: that have been bothering Esquivel. That's
1: right. This is Brian O'Neill, otherwise known as Mr Ho, and his 23-piece Space Age pop big band, as he describes it, called The Orchestrotica. Uh, They've just released their first album called The Unforgettable Sounds of Esquivel. And uh, it collects together rather nicely on the back of the CD. It does actually say side one and side two. Oh, good. As we were mentioning on uh, the, one recent podcast, we do like sides. I miss the sides. <laughs> we do. I like at least two of them. <laughs> well, this is Pound. Allegedly, the CD has got two sides. Excellent. So there we are. Um now, if you know your Esquivel, you'll know that he was one of the pioneers of uh, space-age bachelor pad music, rec- and a very early stereo pioneer, and uh, most of the recordings he did were kind of his his interpretations of various uh, popular hits of the day, but he did also write his own tunes as well. And he was a natty dresser. And <laughs> He was a very natty dresser, he wore some very nice spectacles. He did. <laughs> very thick frame spectacles. <laughs> and we're going to play, I think I'm right in saying, the only track on the album which is actually written by the great Juan Garcia Esquivel. Uh, this is his tune miniskirt. play that at your funeral <laughs> <laughs> it
0: would be, sounds a bit
1: like a threat doesn't I'd it quite, it'd be quite nice to go down if it had been cremated it'd be kind of nice to go down the conveyor belt to that Lovely, that was uh, a very well-known tune called the gonk it was used as the theme to uh, seeing and doing and it's on this wonderful de Wolf compilation um, I, I, you might i'm sure some of my listeners already know that uh, the great Johnny Trunk and a friend of his called Wisby, a few years ago, released a single version of that where they sang over the top of it, and they had the, the lyrics they had were the ladies' bras, the ladies' bras, the ladies' knickers, and the ladies' bras, <laughs> which kind of once you once you've heard that, it's quite hard to uh, yeah, you can't hear it, <laughs> get that out of your head, you can't unring that bell. <laughs> Strangely, it wasn't a, a, it wasn't a chart-topping success? I can't think why. Of that. Why? <laughs> And at this particular point in the Project Moonbase podcast, we find ourselves all adrift on the ice flow of lost news.
0: A refudiate. <laughs> yes, yes, I refudiate that. Yes. A refudiate is named New Oxford American <laughs> Dictionary's Word of the Year 2010. <laughs> Oh dear, really? you might not be listening to this in 2010. No, that's right. This is old news. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't really matter. <laughs> At the beginning of the year, the word refudiate did not exist. <laughs> then Sarah Palin Thankfully. found out about Twitter. <laughs> and she used it in a, in a Twitter message. Yeah. Somehow blending the words uh, refute and repudiate. Mm. It's a portmanteau word, I suppose. Yes, yes. It, it,
1: Something like that.
0: Uh, uh, yes, re, re, uh, refute and repudiate. And I suppose it means something like reject. Mm. (laughs) uh, Now, Refudiate has been named the word of the year by the new Oxford American Dictionary, published by Oxford University Press, beating a number of other contenders for the doubtful honour. Retweet, as well. These are some of the ones that it's uh, beaten. Retweet. uh, Webisode.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Oh, that's awful.
0: Crap. Not heard that before. No, I haven't, no. Oh.
1: I've heard webinar before, but not a webisode. Webinar? Webinar, yeah, that's a good one. What on earth is that? It's an online... Oh, well, again, this is getting very boring now for my day job surfacing here. <laughs> online seminar. Oh, my God
0: almighty. <laughs> Pardon my language. Cra- <laughs> crowdsourcing. Oh, yeah. Um, this is even more geeky. Gleek. Don't know that one. This is a fan of the television series oh, Glee. Never heard of it. <laughs> but one of my favourites, which they didn't—oh uh, uh, my god, excuse me! One of my favourites, which didn't make it, is Nom Nom, <laughs> popularised by uh, Cookie Monster and yes. uh, mm. LOL Cats. Mm-hmm. And anything. So yes, it's um, it's uh, Palin. Yes, I think it's it's the bun and glasses that confuses people. She looks like an intellectual. She looks, like most Americans
1: yeah. are concerned. She looks intelligent. It's, unfortunately, there's tumbleweed going through inside. Yeah,
0: well, hold on a minute. It, I think people are being a little bit unfair. I'm not saying that Palin yes. is in some kind of intellectual. But um, you know, everyone's always going on about oh Shakespeare made up loads of words. They're not going Shakespeare, you idiot. Those words aren't real. James Joyce, who wants stupid words, made up nine hundred and one letter words in *Finnegans Wake*. Nine. That's good. Yeah, but nobody's saying he's an idiot. <laughs> I mean, I think I, I think uh, what was it called? What's the word again? Ref- Refudiate. Refudiate. I like it. I think it's funny um, It's no <laughs> Misunderestimate But uh, it's pretty It's pretty funny
1: Oh dear Good one Anyway
0: In other news A Spanish woman Has claimed she owns The sun mm-hmm. And Which I think I'm all That's good That's not, funny no, She's not going to say She owns the moon Is she? No. Uh, no She hasn't She's She hasn't said that She said she uh, She's claimed that She owns the sun And she wants to Collect taxes <laughs>
1: Whoa <laughs> Steady
0: Yeah Angelus Duran, a woman from Galicia in Spain, claims she's the rightful owner of the sun and intends to have everyone pay
1: taxes
0: if they want to keep enjoying its rays and warmth. <laughs> yes. All right, sounds crazy. And oh. a, a notary, Angelus Duran, consulted in the matter, thought the same thing, but her arguments have him have questioning the possibility of someone actually becoming the owner of the local star. <laughs> There's an international agreement which uh, surely that should be a universal agreement or intergalactic well, agreement. Exactly,
1: yes.
0: It says no country may claim ownership of a planet or star, but it says nothing about individuals. <laughs> an American was quick to pronounce himself owner of all planets and the moon. <laughs> the I refudiate that.
2: <laughs> huh?
0: Huh? see uh, so see how good. you can use it in an ordinary <laughs> sentence, That's right? <laughs> um, yes, yeah, so she so he he forgot to mention the sun, so she claimed possession. She's also considering asking people to pay a tax if they want to keep enjoying the sun's benefits. <laughs> she's already consulted the Spanish Ministry of Industry and explained that her claim isn't outrageous at all. If, you know, if you can place taxes on rivers and mm. property, why can't you do the same with the sun? So there we go. Mm. In her generosity, she's uh, prepared to give 50% to the state, 20% minimum uh, to a pension budget, 10% to research and 10% to end world hunger. She's only going to keep 10% for herself. Oh, generous. Mm. I mean, I suppose she's right. It's no more ridiculous than people claiming they can tax you for living in a country or, uh, you know, anything else. But she'll probably need her own jail, army and police force <laughs> to actually make that stick.
1: Yeah, so I'm, I am that's wondering... What it happens in the real world. That's right. I am wondering how she's planning to enforce this, <laughs> this new tax. <laughs> well, all taxes are enforced by violence, probably. You know?
0: <laughs> anyway... And finally, a Paris woman was trapped for 20 days in a bathroom. Oh, no. This wasn't the result of an earthquake or anything (laughs) like that. There aren't a lot of earthquakes in Paris. Did she just forget
1: where the door was?
0: (laughs) An elderly woman has survived being trapped in her bathroom in Paris for 20 days after the door lock-jammed. Oh, no. Uh, They don't go much for DIY in Paris, (laughs) judging by the state of the apartments I've seen. An elderly Frenchwoman has finally been saved after surviving being trapped in her Paris apartment for 20 days. She was only rescued after her banging on pipes, annoyed neighbours. <laughs> they thought the noise was DIY work and had actually started a petition <laughs> to get it stopped. <laughs> you could hear banging sounds like a hammer. Even at night, one neighbour told the local media, but we thought they were doing work at night. We said, they're going too far. They are preventing us from sleeping. So now she's recovering in hospital anyway. Oh a trapped woman survived oh. on nothing but warm water for 20 days. That's, mm. that's, that's what, <laughs> like what I have in my hutch. But I don't have a pipe to bang on. <laughs> you don't, I want a pipe. You don't need a pipe. I want to bang a pipe. On. You're well looked after in that hutch. I'm not. I want a pipe. And that's the news. <laughs>
1: You, MC Zirconium. You're welcome. (laughs) 44. 44. (laughs) 44. 44. 44. 44. Yes, thank you very much for another mesmerising week of lost news stories. You're welcome. We appreciate all you do to rediscover these lost tales and bring them out into the limelight again. Usually
0: they roll under the sofa. (laughs) They do, yeah. And I pick them I blow some of the fluff off, (laughs) you know, and then I just put it on the plate. Yeah. It's fine. It seems to work. It's okay. all right. Mm-hmm. No, no ill effects yet. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, if you'll take your seats,
0: please. Our tour of the moon's famous sea of tranquility is about to begin.
1: Uh, yes, on this week's uh, sea of tranquility, we're going to play a brand new and freely downloadable track. From uh, friends of the show, Holden Kong in the Sixties, a London three-piece, who have released a couple of EPs so far, one of which on came out on the Ghost Box uh, label earlier this year. But uh, they're apparently they're working themselves up to releasing their first album <laughs> at some point. They've been, they've been on the go for about three years, I think. But uh, well, there's no rush.
0: No, time it. is irrelevant Legally, on the moonbase. Well, nice and leisurely.
1: But rather nicely, they thought uh, for their fans they would, uh, you know, put a stopgap up there of uh, a free instrumental EP. There is actually one bonus vocal track, but it's largely instrumental. The EP is called Places, and you can download it for free from their Bandcamp uh, site. We'll have a link to that on the Project Moonbase website. If you go to projectmoonbase.com... And uh, there'll be a little link with the word "free" on it <laughs> next to this track.
0: See how we collect the most delicious n- bits of the internet and squish them together into a <laughs> yes. sort of bar of musical nuggets. That's right. A, or like a, nougat. It's a off, like find a cure. We've arranged it for you. got <laughs> Buttons and everything. <laughs> but I like the title, "The Flower of Quince House." Mm. I like a bit of quince. Yes. Well, I live in. The, I, I
1: kind of live in the Quince House myself. Not entirely made out of quince, but um, there's exactly. quince on the outside wall. Goodness me! In fact, terms, uh, you've uh, you've uh, you've had a few away with them. I you, know you?
0: they're very hard. <laughs> I nibble them sometimes in the hutch <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. <laughs> to keep you going from week to week. Yeah. How are you getting on with those quinces? All there, right. Are there many left?
0: <laughs> a few. Don't take them away from me. <laughs> it's the only too.
1: joy I've got. <laughs> well, they go quite nicely with Manchego cheese. Apparently, they go with all cheese. <laughs> Anything really. Uh, So this is, as I say, from the CP called Places. This is uh, Hong Kong in the 60s with The Flower of Quince House.
0: That was Hong Kong in the sixties, the flower of Quince House. And I, I felt, as I'm as as occasionally I do when listening to music on this show, like doing some maths. Mm. Yes. Seventies maths. Seventies maths. Perfectly. Wearing like a car coat. That's right. A trilby. hmm Probably some with some elbow patches. Oh yes, you need that. And maybe uh,
1: maybe a slide rule perhaps as well.
0: Sucking on a spangle.
1: <laughs> the sound of maths there from Hong Kong in the sixties. Yeah, lovely, lovely thing. And the whole EP is magnificent. We'll be playing uh, more tracks on that uh, in future shows. And now it's time to spin on the carousel of false memories. (laughs) It is. As we bring you the second of this evening's two selections from the new Moon Wiring Club album. Uh, The album is called A Spare Tabby at the Cat's Wedding. Uh, We played earlier a track called Concealed Playroom. We're going to play a track now called Playroom Concealed.
2: Everything looks so good.
0: And that was playroom concealed from the Moon Wiring Club. And jolly good it was too. Mm.
1: Don't uh, have nightmares. <laughs> no. And I'm going to get my hands on a copy of the L- the LP edition of the, uh, the the album as well, and we'll play, or we'll maybe play play that, play the same track with a different piece of music behind it. Are you Are going to get the huge kind of the huge uh, monolith. monolith as well? Might, if I can afford to, yeah. get it in your back garden. <laughs> yeah. We're coming to the end of this particular Project Moonbase podcast. I um, hope you enjoyed the music. We have one more track to play you, but before we do that, uh, we should remind you that you can get in touch with us here up at the Moonbase. Uh, one of the many options is twitter.com slash Project Moonbase. We keep an eye on the old Twitter feed.
0: And, of course, you can head on over to projectmoonbase.com where you can follow us with our on our Google Friend Connect. You can. You can send us an email, show at projectmoonbase.com, and don't forget to
1: give us a nice comment under the show. Mm. You may, yes, indeed. You can post a comment on every edition of the podcast. We do, we do value the comments that to receive. Sometimes we ignore them. <laughs> Sometimes we choose to ignore them. <laughs> Other times not. We're going to leave you with uh, another track from the Stereolab album, although I guess more accurately it's an Emperor Machine track because uh, the new Stereo album, Not Music, uh, includes a couple of remixes, including one from the Emperor Machine, who has chosen to remix a track from Chemical Chords called silver sands it doesn't bear very much <laughs> resemblance to silver sands which is always it makes for an interesting remix and it's actually a remix in two halves so uh, i thought we'd split it across the, this particular podcast and next week's show because it's a bit of an epic um, it's a bit of a prog space um, it is girl. it is so we'll we'll ease you into that by <laughs> splitting it across two shows so for this evening we're going to play the first half <laughs> of The Emperor Machines remix of Silver Sounds. I have been DJ Bongo Boy. I hope you've enjoyed the music. And I have been MC Zaccone and I hope you enjoyed the uh, lost news. (laughs)
0: Until next time.
1: Goodbye. Goodbye. 44. 44. (laughs)